Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Hello, everybody. This is Dave and Tasha. Hello. Filming or recording an intro. Are we filming? Is this film? This is, it, is not film. This is audio. This is audio only, luckily, because Tasha's butt-ass naked, <laughs> and I'm wearing booty shorts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> booty shorts. And then guess what? I can't pull them off, but I'm still wearing them. Uh, I just had a great episode. I shot or recorded last night with Dave Sarwanka. He's a buddy of mine. Dave is a 41-year-old man who's um, still married but living with another woman. Uh, the, the, um, the catch to that is that he is um, he was, he's, he's pretty much divorced. It's all paperwork, folks. And um, anyway, it was an interesting story. We talked about daddy issues, mommy issues. He grew up Catholic. Now he's not. Um, uh, it's, it was interesting. It was a fun time. We were sipping on tea. It was a casual Nice episode. Anyhow, Tasha just got back from Women's Day. She had Women's Day yesterday, and now today she wants donuts. That's why you can't give women a Women's Day, because then they want to unwind from their Women's Day. Give a mouse the cookie. <laughs> then she wants donuts um, or Pop-Tarts. If anyone out there wants to sell us Pop-Tarts, um, specifically from, what, the United Kingdom? Any any UK listeners out there? No, just foreign Pop-Tarts. Cause we, I just read recently that Pop-Tarts in the United States contain some sort of deadly chemical. I don't remember exactly what it was. I think formaldehyde, though, because I remember thinking, oh, just like the, the fireball. But Yeah, fireball but, shots have arsenic in it. Yeah, everything – who knew we were living in such a prison? Here we are thinking we're in the land of the free, land of the great, and you're telling me there's Pop-Tarts overseas that are better than ours? Yeah, because they don't allow, like, bad chemicals overseas like we do here, and they also don't allow false advertising. So they, like, put tape over, like, the the uh, part that says uh, vitamins and minerals because Pop-Tarts don't have vitamins and minerals. Well, they spray them with vitamins. It doesn't mean we absorb them. They, they literally – yeah, like um, riboflavin. Like, what the fuck's riboflavin? I don't want riboflavin on my Pop-Tarts. I also don't think um, cake that fits into your toaster is considered breakfast. But that's just me. That's just me, Dave on I his health a, kick. a macaroon yesterday I, that was raspberry, and it tasted like a thousand times better than a Pop-Tart, but it reminded me of a Pop-Tart, and I think that's where this craving's coming from. You guys have to watch Tasha cook. She's um, she's pretty crafty. I watched her the other day cut up a um, breakfast bar and put it into her cereal. That, my friends, is well, ingenuity. <laughs> That's Woman's Day right there. That's I don't give a fuck. I don't need you, Dave. I'm going to cut up a Quest bar. Okay, you're making me sound like a psycho. The fact well, of the matter is we don't keep cereal in the house because we can't be trusted to eat it. But we have these really nice Quest cereal protein bars that – what if this was an, uh, like an elaborate Quest advertisement? That'd it pretty be much really is. really awesome. They sent us like a gigantic box of Quest, which is pretty much pure protein. Um, there's a, there's like a carb or two in them, but it's actually pretty good. And instead of just eating it like a normal human as intended, you, you cut them up like you were fucking, uh, you Okay, know. I've only done that twice. But I just really wanted like a bowl of cereal, and we didn't have cereal, so I just chopped up the cereal bar and put it in the cereal and it was delicious i just wanted some milk basically i wanted some milk almond milk good congratulations you got what you wanted you chopped up something that was meant for the road and you made it for the home that's what you did 
Um, so anyway, um, without me entering any longer, I'll, I'll get into this episode. Let me know what you guys think. I, I like talking to people on different ends of the spectrum. Sometimes we talk to you know a 20-year-old who has no idea what they're talking about, and then we talk to a 40-year-old who uh, who's seen the world. He um, you know he got married because he wanted kids. They never ended up having them. It's it was interesting, um, you know, because you know what what are we doing in this? in these meat suits of ours if it's not trying to learn a little bit about ourselves. So I don't know, maybe this this one, I don't know. I th- I thought it was I thought it was you know, I found myself just drifting off listening to Dave talk being like, "Oh, what if I ever get married and then live with another woman while I'm still married and all these things." It's just like Really? That's what you were thinking about? Well, I was just like looking at all here he is. He's exactly 10 years older than me. So I was talking to him about when he grew up, like when he was in high school, he was it was early 90s. It was just cool how it was just different. And you know, it's just shared. It was just, it was just cool. It's like one exact generation off, one decade off. I don't know. Do you have any any lady friends in their forties that would ever want to talk about like either having been married or things like that? I think be, because we look at someone that age as like, oh, so far removed. It's like no, not at all. They're just a, they're just a step ahead of us in in what they know. So it's just interesting. By the way, I, I got to get my aunt on here. I think she would be so fascinating to talk to. Yeah, that's true. We got to put clothes on before we do that. Hey, Aunt Carolyn, come on in. Tasha made breakfast. (laughs) Anyway, hope you guys like this episode. Bye. Okay, we're going to get right into it then. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. It's your boy, Dave Neal, with, hey, Dave Sirwanka. Dave, good to see you. Sir. Can you hear yourself okay? I think so, yeah. I think I sound a little hot there. Do I sound hot? No, you, you do. You do oh, sound well. very hot. Uh, two Daves make a right. Um, That's right. Right. Dave, well, first of all, let's let's get into a few things here. Where are you from? Uh, I was born in Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Are you are you like from the streets of Baltimore, like the Wire? No, or? no I'm not from the streets. Uh, my family moved out to the suburbs of Glen Burnie, and then um, they moved all over the place. My dad was government, so actually, most of my young life, I grew up in the woods of Maryland, uh, in a little town called Westminster. Very nice, uh, very nice. And you, so we met. Um, I don't remember where we met. Do you? <laughs> I, I, uh, I think it was at a mic, probably. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good. It's good when you don't know. You just kind <laughs> of know each other, and it's been, you know, I don't know what a year. Who knows? Anyway, yeah, you're the you and your girlfriend Kendra, which I don't. I didn't even ask you if, if you're I'm allowed to say her name on this or not. Yeah, that's fine. You guys are you. You're you're like a trendy art. You have art. You have like tattoos. She's an artist. She's got absolutely. a ton of tattoos. You have tattoos too. Mm-hmm. Did you both have tattoos before you met? Is that a Oh th- yes. Yeah. I feel like if you, you you can't have a relationship where one person's heavily tatted and the other person's not. I just I've, never see I've it. I've had both. You've had, had both? both? Yeah. Now, so you so you mentioned right before we went on air, you're married? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. wait, you just I, never you just never I'm, signed the papers or what? No, no, no. I we just haven't we're not officially divorced. We we're not together anymore and we just haven't it's like a year and a half process now with the city or the state of California. Um, and, uh, I just haven't, it hasn't happened yet. We're dealing with the lawyers and all that. Has stuff. it changed your thoughts on marriage? Oh yeah. No, no. I mean, it's, this could be a long podcast if I got into all of it, but essentially like, um, I was raised Catholic. Me too. And I was raised, um, you know, we didn't talk about sex. We didn't talk about important things. Um, I just, 
there was a lot of stuff that I did not know about myself and wasn't honest with myself about. Um, and I, I'm just not the marrying type of person. So when you say you Let's didn't just talk about sex, you mean your family? Can you just kind of sure. move your mic a little closer to you? Yeah, just trying to get mm-hmm. okay. Perfect. Uh, so because I feel like I feel like my family was the same way, where mm-hmm. we my like mom rented. She went to the library and got like the the children's book for like how babies are made. Yeah, and two people love each other. They have this is what they do, and then yep. a baby comes out. And yeah. I was like mortified. My mortified. my mom gave my oldest sister a book when she had her period. That was the. Oh, there was no, we didn't, there was no conversation of. That's so Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. So Catholic. Yeah. So, I mean, and are I your remember, parents still married? Uh, well, my mom has passed on oh, and sorry to hear that. she went to the other side. She's a Republican. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I would have laughed earlier, but I was drinking my tea. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, no, she's, she passed away actually when I was in high school, she had breast cancer and, uh, my dad remarried, but, and then his, his second wife died from cancer. Holy shit. So he jokes that he's, uh, he's basically poisonous. Yeah. He's a killer. <laughs> Aren't all men though. We're just, we the are, worst. we're horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And today's the women's, uh, international women's international day, women's yeah. day, which yeah. I am, I'm yeah, all I mean. about. Uh-huh. I can't, I can't believe the the women that are against like their own equality. There's so many women. That's, I understand. I mean, that's hey, human what, behavior, though. But it's like, and that's such a Trump supporter thing. And look, if you're a Trump supporter, I don't want to argue politics. Just this one specific thing. Right. What's What's the hurt in women? You know, um, you know, just trying to get a better living wage, better health care, not just the choice. What's wrong with all that? Right. No. But I, for some reason, there's still people that ever. There's a million articles out today about like, you know, oh well, it was really just about privileged white women, and it's like, can you just can't win? Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that there, this this um, I feel like it's the technology in the day we live in that's the that's the result of this. You can't ever win because back in the day, you, you we didn't have this because you didn't have the internet. Uh, judging everything you did, right? Yeah, you're right. Sure. I mean, in terms of the conversation and the outlets and, and the content, it's everywhere. Yeah. Who doesn't want their wife or their woman to feel empowered and happy? It's just it's one of those situations where the stronger I can make you, my girl, mm. the stronger I am because I have a woman who's being her authentic self. You're, you're totally right. The issue is, is being that aware um, I think, you know, most of us are raised a certain way in a certain environment and you're imprinted with something and, and boys are generally imprinted with certain things and girls are, you know, and, uh, I mean, I can see it in my own family. I mean, all my sisters are all multiple marriage, multiple marriages, like daddy issues galore, you know, cause my dad, I mean, my dad was one of 12. Um, wow. he was in the third of four waves of kids that, I mean, there were people in his house that were his siblings that he never even really knew. Absolutely. I My mean, mom's one of eight yeah. and they would have that. The siblings would become like uncles to the younger siblings because yep. they weren't that. Yeah. Like I, like I've got a 13, a 14 year old brother and a, not, a 20 year old brother. Okay. So like I've got, I've, I've got that similar thing where I were born in uh, de- de- like I was born in the eighties. My brother was born in 2003. Like yeah. what the fuck? No, it's a big gap. And, yeah. and I love him to death mm-hmm. and he's, and he's amazing, but I'm more of like a father, older uncle sure. figure than like a, what a, you know, a brother would be. Totally. And, um, but yeah, so you, so you think that your, your sisters, were they getting married early or? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean my oldest, so 
there's a 16 year difference between me and my oldest sister and my closest sibling, my, my closest brother's eight years older than me. Okay. So once I was in middle school, it was almost like a living as an only child. They were all gone. They were all married. They were whatever. Um, my oldest sister, yeah, she ran like the second she graduated from high school, she married a dude from the Naval Academy. She like, you know, found somebody and got pregnant and left. Interesting. Like, yeah. Well, you know, getting married young, like I've, I always joke around, right? I'm 31 and I always joke around that I'm, I'm, I'm old enough that like I missed my first divorce. Right. Like I missed that generation where you get married and divorced by the, by my age. Yeah. When did you get married? So, uh, nine, eight, seven. So you do the math. Nine, eight, seven. That was our, our day of our wedding. Like 2007? Yeah, 2007. Okay, so it would have been 10 years this September. Yeah. Yeah, and we've been split up for about three, three and a half years. Okay, and how long did you date before you got married? Uh, we dated, I met, uh, I first lived in San Diego when I moved from Maryland, and I met um, my my wife, Callie. I met her uh, in San Diego in like 2001, 2002, something like that. And how'd you meet? Uh, how did we meet? Um, that's a good question. How? Did, oh, um, Tinder wasn't around. No, so that was I went. Uh, a friend of mine, that a roommate of mine, from, was like, I, if "Somebody's coming in town. I'm going to go to um, this Irish bar in downtown San Diego in the Gas Lamp, and um, it's called the Field." Okay. And it's like a bunch of shit from Ireland thrown all over the place. Um, but uh, he was like, hey, do you want to go out with me? And I said, sure. So we went out. And uh, she was actually, Callie was in bed. Um, but her friend came to her house and woke her up and said, we're going to go out tonight. Nice. And we met. And, you know, we started dating that way. Did you, like, immediately know, like, oh, I, I like this chick? Or, or did it slowly build? Yeah. No, I uh, definitely right away was, you know, the issue was um, she was dating multiple people at the time. And I, I had a day job. I was doing the corporate gig. I was working uh, at the time. Uh, I was still doing band stuff. Like my stuff before stand-up was all bands. So I was doing bands at night in San Diego, and I was working for Enterprise Rent-A-Car. No shit. Oh, you got the green jacket on too now. Yeah. I've washed probably more cars than yeah. most people uh, Everyone know, wants to know. Do they year. buy the insurance or not? So I always, even now, <laughs> I get the damage waiver. I buy the damage waiver, but I, I decline all the other shit. The damage waiver means you can literally do anything. Yeah, it just means that if something happens, you don't have to have your insurance involved. The issue is how long you have the car for. You know, if you're yeah. going to have it a month, you know, $3 a day, $5 a day, they can be expensive. Um, but if you're going to have it for a weekend and you don't want to worry about it. So you're, so you're doing, and what, do you, what were you doing with bands? You were uh, just like stage managing or? No, no, no. I, I've been a drummer. Since oh, yeah. oh, were you a drummer? Yeah. Oh, that's why you got the tattoos. Uh, I mean. Drum, drummers are, look pretty badass with their tattoos. I didn't, I didn't really start getting tattoos until I was in my th- early 30s. Um, but, uh, I, you know, bands, uh, high, middle school, high school, college, uh, rock band stuff. Just doing that. Oh, for, shit. Yeah. By the way, I can't. Tours and am stuff I, like Do I sound really loud to you? No. Is it just me? No. I feel like I'm peaking, but I don't really hear my ears. Anyway, <laughs> it looks like it's fine. If people are listening and I sound insufferably loud, I'm sorry. Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, so you so you meet your wife, mm-hmm. at, but at the time you start dating. And at what point did you... And I'm asking you this because I'm three years in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, Tasha, she's she's the co-host on this podcast. She's always on if she's listening. Hello. I always, I always assume she's listening. I never want to think that she's not. And <laughs> then I say some shit that I regret. Right. But sometimes I talk about past sex stories and i'm like oh please i wish you didn't hear that because <laughs> it's just if i ever heard her past stories i would have a meltdown 
she can handle it better than I can. That's mm-hmm. just good for her. But so anyway, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I, we've talked about marriage and that, and, and I think we don't think of it in like the Catholic way of marriage. It's like, for me, it's like a legal document, but it's also like a bond and, and it's me like banking on her in a point being like, I'm investing in you and me. Yeah. And I would never want to date her to waste her time. And right. she's mentioned that to me. Don't don't waste my time because you know she's in her twenties, but not you know. And mm-hmm. she's like, you know, don't what, don't waste my time. But it's so funny that like she just assumed whenever she's like, don't waste my time. I'm like, yeah, but do you even want to be married to me? Because right. I never can feel that from her. Yeah. Even even because she's like, she only gives me enough. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right, right. How did you guys know that you wanted to be married? Well, I mean, that's the thing. So for, for me, I having seen all my older siblings, multiple divorces, you know, stepkids and all that kind of stuff, I was really averse to doing the marriage thing. And for me, I think it's being able to differentiate between the religious idea of what marriage may mean religiously to what you, you know, get via your document and via the state and all that kind of stuff. To me, um, I just never felt like I needed to be married. I'm not religious anymore. I'm not Catholic. So um, I, I, I was never – we we moved to L.A. together. I was doing more band stuff here and, and doing tours and things. And, uh, you know, it was one of these things where we talked about kids. So and you when, moved to L.A. before you were married? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that was probably – that's probably the biggest step in a relationship when you decided to move in together. Were you living yeah. together in San Diego? Yeah. After – yeah, we, we actually moved in. I moved in quite quickly after – I don't know. We probably dated seriously for about three or four months. Oh, really? And like something – I was living – I have a whole script about this San Diego time. We were – it was like myself and five roommates in like a, a suburban like McMansion. Yeah, traditionally. And, yeah. I, I love the bro castles. Yeah. We we got raided by the cops. One of the, one of the roommates was ripping off AT. TMs. What? Uh, it was, you, what? Like like stealing people's uh, scan, like scanning them. He was with a buddy of his in a truck. They were going to the ones that were you know outdoors or near the doorway area, and they'd break in and they'd throw a chain around the, and off. they would pull drive away with their truck and rip it off the ground and then put it in the back of the truck and drive to a storage facility and break it open. Did you know? You obviously didn't know this. No, I had no clue. Uh, I came home one day and, you know, the whole house was turned upside down. And so it was was a giant notice from the cops that they had been there. It was you and five guys. Me, yeah, four. Sorry, okay, five. So total. five guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what I had in my place in in the valley. I was five guys, mm-hmm. and I I liked it. Except anything more than two guys. When I lived with one roommate in Harlem, it was like if I didn't leave the dishes out, he did. We just we knew what who's we had so much accountability that we didn't fuck each other over. Yeah. When you get three or more, like it's, when I lived in a fraternity yeah. house, we had thirty five guys. Holy so like someone could literally just be on whatever drug they're on and ransack part of the house and, sure. and it's just chaos. Yeah. I always said in a fraternity, well, yeah, you could, if you didn't have the the right um, house manager in the fraternity, you could go from good working order to condemnable within 30 days. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So it really required management to like get people to do shit because if right. one person didn't do it, oh, Joel doesn't do it, I'm not going to do it. And the next thing you know, it's like your feet are sticking to the floors mm. and it's just like, yeah, it's so funny. It's like mm. you could you could think of how like a country could fall. Well, a fraternity. I and, it, and yeah. it, I've seen it done. Like we were kicked out of the I, house within a month. I've been to many frat parties. I was not in a fraternity. I went to Maryland, um, and they have a pretty pretty big geek uh, geek Greek <laughs> Greek uh, community. So I was always at uh, fraternity parties, uh, but never never. I couldn't afford it. I didn't have any money. Ours like, were, no ours wasn't really. Um, 
expensive. Like you had to pay fees, but it went to the chef. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you took your 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 housing fees that you would normally pay to go to the dining hall, mm-hmm. it would go to the chef. And then, you know, what we had was, I think, for every semester, you would pay $60 to the social fund. And it would just go, like, I was the social chair, mm-hmm. which I've always wanted. I've always wanted to do some sort of movie about this, mm-hmm. about the so because it's so funny because, like, I'm in business class, right? And... And, you know, you're trying to learn stuff and, and succeed. And then you'll get a phone call. And I had a dude in my phone saved as Bob Ice Luge guy. And I, and they literally had to go pick up an Ice Luge that night, which, by the way, are so heavy. I they're bet. So, and they're, they're impossible to carry because if you touch them, and you either freeze to it or you melt it and you slip off. So you have to, you have to like, put cardboard around it and you can't crash it. So, of course, we partied on the top floor of this ma- huge mansion. Nice. So we had to, like, get, like, four guys just to help move these things. But, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you had to get your ice luge and your dry <laughs> ice. And then you have to get the iron to kind of carve the track and or blowtorch, whatever. Okay. And it, it was, but it was just like, what is this world? It's so funny how we used to have uh, – the, there was one frat – that would do – you gave them five bucks, I think it was, or a dollar, and you could take a swing at a car. They would bring a car in. Oh, uh, yeah. I did and that. And you'd have a sledgehammer. Yeah, for charity. And a bat, and you could just beat the shit out of the well, car. Well, dude, I did that, but here's the mistake I made. I went with like a three-quarter chop. Like I went from 2 o'clock to 7 o'clock. Oh, okay. Here's a problem. Can you imagine what happens when you go 2 o'clock to 7 o'clock and you hit a metal door and it ricochets off and hits you in the toe? Oh, I almost, I, I probably broke my toe, but I just kind of limped off. But I had wow. to play it cool because all the sorority girls were like cheering like, ah. So I was like, oh, yeah. Like no one saw me sledgehammer my own toe except for me. Oh. But yeah, there's always doing some sort of like philanthropy disguised as just a, a booze event. But right. you know, you did raise money. Right. That's how that's how easy it was. But I always said this, like being the power of numbers. Like when you're in a fraternity, as much as shit as people talk about them, because t- trust me, of course, there's a ton. There, you have a higher success rate in college. Mm-hmm. And what I imagine it to be is that you have a community. Mm-hmm. And you could, that community, you could have it working for the newspaper, working wherever, whatever it is. Sure. But the fact is, the average person in Greek life has a much higher success rate than the guy who just shows up and doesn't make friends. Sure. It, it doesn't mean like, you know, you buy your friends or this or that. I totally get it. I was playing on the baseball team. I got cut. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't be friends with these guys anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not going to be friends with guys on a team I got cut from. And it was like, you know, a hard. It was a very competitive. Where, where were you at school? University of Rhode Island. Okay. So D1 school, big school, especially for like my little like small town vibes from where I came from. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, my sister was already in a sorority because mm-hmm. she transferred from another school. My sister is a year older than me. She transferred from an all-girls school, okay. um, which I just think she couldn't get into anywhere else, to be honest. I think her grades were really bad. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> so her second year, she transfers to URI. And um, when there's open rooms in some of the fraternities and sororities, they give them to transfers. It's oh, kind okay. of a way to recruit, but it's also – it's like it's it's, a, it's an open room, you know, the school's packed. So sure. she got transferred and was in Sigma Delta Tau, which is SDT. Mm. And um, they became good friends with Lambda, and that's where I was, Lambda Chi Alpha. So she kind of, like, introduced me, which is really weird because, like, I'm like, I don't know if she's fucking one of these guys. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. I never it's wanted to weird. know that. Yeah, I've I never – it's just something about your own sister. And mm-hmm. now she, you know. Well, you know how dirty these men are. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. And I don't look back on – and I didn't – so I, I lived in, my, in the fraternity for um, – I didn't lose my virginity until my sophomore year of college. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that usually surprises people. I was like that bad at for, like – I was told – you know, I did everything that – I did more drugs and stuff in high school 
than I ever did in college or you know after like everything was no 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 so that was so you were in high school early nineties yeah ninety I, I graduated, graduated ninety three ninety four okay. ninety four mm-hmm. so you're do so what's the climate like then the climate of like what's just, going on uh, like Kurt Cobain had just killed himself um, uh, actually a friend of mine in high school had just killed himself oh shit uh, my mother died of cancer when I was a sophomore. Uh, so that had happened, and you um, found drugs just to be. Oh, a I think thing, a, bit, a release. Yeah, I mean that, and yeah, I mean I was, I've always been, uh, I've always liked you know experimentation, and and I've, I'm I'm definitely a risk taking type of person. Yeah. So um, and you know growing up in a family where you're told not to have sex, it's like, okay, who am I going to have sex with? See, <laughs> I was okay, uh, same way, same family, Irish Catholic, mom's one of eight. Um, I was somehow not against sex. Like I wanted to have sex, Uh but I was so just not ready to even talk to a girl that way. Uh Like I, I ended up that I can look back and have like a handful of examples of girls that probably would have fucked me that night. And I couldn't even fathom it. Uh-huh. Like girls that were like, you know, like I'm, I'm, you know, we're fingering each, I'm fingering this girl at like a friend's movie right. night. I'm a super virgin. I'm a junior in high school. And then, and then it's the summer. And then the next, a couple, the next day she's like, Hey, I'm, I'm leaving town after tomorrow. She's moving. Uh-huh. She's like, I want to see you. I want all these things. And, uh, and I blew her off oh. and she had great tits and all that. And <laughs> in hindsight, I'm like, Oh, uh, that, and it that literally was... took me, I just would forget all about it. And then several years ago, I'm just like, Oh wait. These girls wanted to experiment and do all these things. I was so, like, just not there mentally. But so right. you you were ready to have sex. I was just like, I couldn't even fathom. Yeah, yeah. That I, mean, I just remember. Uh, <laughs> I still remember, like, on my 14th birthday, like going into the bathroom and be like, "And I'm going to be masturbating now." <laughs> you you just decided at 14. <laughs> well, just took all my clothes off and just jerked off. So. <laughs> So um, what? So how old were you when you lost your virginity? Fifteen. And what were the circumstances with that? <laughs> so, so I played lacrosse. I, I played some sports. I was not that good of an athlete, but I had asthma growing up, um, and so I was usually the goalie, something like that. So in lacrosse, uh, I was playing. We were playing a game, an away game, in another part of the county, and there was a girl that had was like following me. And was like coming to, like in hindsight now I know I should have said go away. She was she went to your school or no? So she, she was following. She you went from to another a completely different school and she would come to my games and see me. And this was like the most. It was it was nice. I mean, it felt nice that the she like know, loves watching she was you like, suck your inhaler. Now. I guess I don't <laughs> puffing it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so yeah, so uh, we we dated and we had sex in my house. Uh, I was a virgin. She was a virgin. And she was same age. Uh, she. I think she was a year older. How, did you discuss it driving. beforehand, like we that it? you were going to have sex, or was well, it implied? It was one of those things where uh, we had been. We were. We were like messing around, and her, it was weird because her parents were home. Like she would have me come back to her house, but her family was there. But they were cool with it, and like I don't know, it felt weird. Um, we <laughs> mess around at her house, and uh, it was one of these things where she had said she wanted to have sex and you know it was like okay well i don't think we should do it here at your house <laughs> with your parents here <laughs> yeah and yeah. by then my mom had already passed away and my dad was kind of checked out and so and i lived in the middle of nowhere so like at my at my house was like the party house like every 
Friday night, Saturday night. Like if I just had friends over to play pool, like downstairs, we'd have to shut all the lights off because people would drive up our driveway to see if we were home, to like see if there was a party. Yeah, because friends just assume yeah. there'd be a party. They like see what's going on. Oh, so that's Wonka's. the good house. Yeah, yeah. I had a few friends like that that yeah. they just either their parents were chill or their parents were never home. Yeah, it was just and all you want at that age is a place to fucking kick back. Yeah, chances are you're not doing anything crazy. No, you just. Although I'll say this, I have. I don't. It was crazy. I used to score my alcohol from one of my my stepdad um, is a contractor, and mm-hmm. I used to work for him in the summers. And one of his employees used to give me alcohol, mm-hmm. not give it to me. I'd pay for it. But at the time, like I've never bought this much alcohol than I did in high school, oh, yeah. or even high school going into college. Because at the yeah. time, if if he was going to go on a run, I'd have five dudes that like. They would all tell me, oh, I need this, I need this. And then they'd all brag to girls. And then the next thing you know, they got this and that, you know. And so I'd be like, look, fuck, no. I'm getting two handles of whatever the plastic bottled vodka is. Mm -hmm. We had Poland Springs vodka. You've got, um, I I called it Vopop, which is Popoff. That was our code word. It's just Vopop, Popop backwards, Vopop. But we had like the shittiest of vodka. And then then we'd get like two thirties of Bud Light. And at the time, I thought that was the cheapest. And now now I don't even buy Bud Light. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, Keystone Light or something. Yeah, we, we would do. Uh, Beast Ice and Natty Bow, National Bohemian. Natty Bow. Mm-hmm. It's a Baltimore beer. And Beast is Milwaukee's best. Milwaukee's best. Ice. Yeah, they had Beast Ice. Now, Ice, we had Nat, so Natty Ice, right? So Ice mm-hmm. is a stronger beer. I guess. So they say, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was a Keystone Light, but I also, I actually met someone today from Rochester, New York, and I was like, isn't there a brewery there? And they're like, yeah, Genesee. Did you uh, have Genesee? Yeah. We did. Genesee, where you could get a 30 rack for nine ninety nine. Mm. Nowadays, it's probably 13 14 bucks, but it was still like, and honestly, it's not the worst beer. They have, yeah, you got to serve so it ice really cold. They have a good black and tan. The Genesee, they make a black oh, and tan. I know they have like an Irish cream ale mm-hmm. and like a red lager. Yeah. They make decent stuff. Yeah, it's not bad. bad. Mm-hmm. And it, but Jenny Jenny became popular in um, Brooklyn because I think it was so shitty. Mm. So I was working. We had Schlitz. Schlitz was good. So I, I, I probably told this story before on the podcast, but mm-hmm. I was doing a background gig, um, doing extra work on the Jimmy Fallon show when it was a late night show, mm-hmm. late night with Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. Or is that what it is now? No, now it's a tonight show. And um, so they would hold us in the green room. And um, after they taped their current show. So they had just taped a show, and Zach Galifianakis was the guest. And he had already done, um, you know, uh, uh, Hangover and all those things. Mm -hmm. And I go into the green room, and there's just an empty, like, 12-pack of Genesee, Mm -hmm. of Jenny Light. And it was the coolest fucking thing in the world. to be like, this is a certified millionaire. And he just bought the cheapest piss beer and he just drank it and i was like that's fucking cool (laughs) they didn't showboat about it he just pounded Mm -hmm. it out it's sticking uh, sticking with his roots and that's what (laughs) but in high school it's like yeah we would get just what we could get but that was like that was the currency to to, like have girls chill with you was the fact that you could have and in in my case in 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 a lot of my cases like if i'm 18 you have girls that are like 16 or 17 because like Mm. the 18 year old girls were hanging out with the college kids it was like you could never sort of like catch up to that yeah so you just would get what you could get yeah yeah well and i think it's it's pretty true i mean Women are, are usually, and girls are, are much more mature, and they're usually a little bit smarter than boys at the same age. You know, Yeah, they were so far ahead of the, takes, the game. It takes until you get to about 40. Seriously. Well, I, yeah, at what point do you cross, does that cross? Like, at what point does, is the guy, you know, because, you know, to bring it back to this women's rights and everything, men, mm-hmm. men, you know, there's, you could look at a million reasons as to why men fuck women over power it's natural natural strength and just wanting power and privilege and all those things sure but um 
it really comes down to individually, most men were fucked up by a woman. I'm not blaming women. Mm. I'm just saying men have had their heart broken. If you haven't had your heart broken, you just aren't trying. You just never have experienced love, yeah, I think. I, I mean, I've definitely had both. I'm, I've, I've broken hearts. I've had hearts broken. Oh, absolutely. So we don't look at it that way. We've absolutely yeah. broken hearts. But So it's important to remember that like you, you learn and grow from it. And you know, I can think of a girl who... I liked this chick, Katie, right? I was a senior and she was a sophomore and I was into her and we like made out and she came over my place and like, you know, she let me finger her and that was it. And uh, that was all she let me do. And um, that was fine. That's as far as we're going to go. Yeah. She was, I mean, talk about Irish Catholic. Did this you negotiate was, two fingers or was just one? I was just <laughs> fucking going. I probably, I probably didn't even know what was happening. But, um, but uh, then like a week later, I found out she made out with this guy, Bobby. Mm. And I, and Bobby and I thought I was old because I was eighteen and she was sixteen. Mm-hmm. Bobby was a year older. Bobby was in college. Okay. And I was like, Katie, uh, and I called her. I don't. I didn't have a cell phone, right? So this is when, like, yeah, I just called her. And my pa- my family's waiting outside. We're supposed to go somewhere, <laughs> and um, yeah, we're going on like some family trip. And I was like on the phone with her, and my family's like, hey, my mom's like, we're leaving. I'm like, hold on, just give me a second. <laughs> and I would never be like, give me a second. So I like, I feel like they knew, like, oh shit, this Dave's going through something. Important. And it wasn't like where you would just text it out or whatever nowadays. This yeah. is so recent to me. But I was like, what the fuck, Katie? Like, I, we just and, – and, and her response was like, I didn't know you liked me. Like, she she couldn't wrap her head around the f- – because I never communicated that. Right. Because uh, maybe, maybe, maybe in my case it was like either fear of like – uh, what maybe I like my thing in that the reason I never got laid was I played it too cool. I was mm. a cool kid. Right. Uh, don't worry about it. I had no like sniper abilities to be mm. like that's what I want. Sure. I was just like all right, cool. Mm. So like if I would play the non-jealous type because I thought that's what you should be. So like she took it as oh he just doesn't like me and she mm. made out with Bobby and yeah. that was the end of that. Well, yeah, you're right. It's it's learning. I mean. Learning body language, learning what when a woman is flirting with you, a girl is flirting with you, noticing whether their pupils dilate or not when you talk to them. What, um, yeah, noticing girls that like look at you and then like kind of check you mm-hmm. out too, and yeah, and also they touch their hair. Yeah, they, they touch and, their hair. And a most lot in importantly, front of you. is they'll they'll just still give you their attention, you know. Sure. And I just I never if I couldn't have sex with a girl. That night, I would try with another girl the next time mm. instead of trying night two. How right. many of those girls, night two or night three or night four, if I just waited? Yeah. So it literally took until a girl, I don't want to say she threw herself at me, but <laughs> was like down to fuck. And yeah. we became good friends, actually. And she's, um, I think, married now or engaged or something. But like, it's a, it's funny to look back because she didn't know I was a virgin. I didn't want her to, I didn't want anyone to know. I didn't want that whole thing like, oh, someone's going to fuck Dave, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. But, um, but yeah, it was interesting because then we fucked and it was probably as good as that yeah. you know what i mean it wasn't it wasn't like a horror story i've had plenty of horror stories since then but i had right. enough beginner's luck to get through that night yeah. and then um and then eventually she was like oh we should be dating i can't just be fucking you and i was like oh that's probably not going to happen <laughs> and i and i was i was i was honest to a fault like a dick and she probably hated me for a while and then we like, you know, uh, young love, young love. That's what yeah. it, but it is. It's like, so, so you, after this girl, did you date her or did you, after the, you, the girl you lost your virginity to? So, yeah. So we, we dated for probably three or four months and then it was just one of those things where, um, you know, we're, we're in the middle of high school and she lived, you know, in a complete, she lived like 45 minutes away from me. Did you ever and, find out why she chose you? Oh, uh, no. Nah. I never, never. You were I mean, just it was playing a, her team one essentially, day. 
well, no, it wasn't even. She didn't even go to that high school uh, where the game. That's was. so funny. I can't remember how she knew me. There was. There's probably some other story that I'm forgetting, but yeah. <laughs> it, it, looking back on it, I mean, now, like, if I had someone that was coming to shows and like trying, I'd be like, um. <laughs> Don't go away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're probably, you know, you might, maybe something's wrong. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's like anything else. I mean, yeah, we, we, we dated for a few months and then, uh, you know, I didn't have a car at the time and she lived, you know, 45 minutes away. So who would drive her to see you? She had her own car. Oh, okay. Oh, that's great. She had her you own car. You didn't have car. a car and you got to date a girl. She would pick me up from my house and we'd go out to dinner. And so after you guys have sex, and, is it a re- re- regular thing after that? Was she not freaked yeah, we out would, by we it? Yeah, we were having sex regularly. Yeah. On and some basis. I know, just because I feel like sometimes girls, either they think they're ready to lose their virginity and they're not. I know. For me, all I know is in my instance, I was so past ready that when it happened, it was like, I think I probably fucked th- three or four. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> not the, right away, but it was like right. it was yeah. like oh, okay. I that's what I was doing wrong, and then it was like it was easy because it was in college, and yeah. that's what girls and guys were doing in college. Yeah, I think. I mean, for me, I, what I've learned through years of therapy, for me, like not dealing with my mom passing away, I kind of like threw myself into a lot of relationships and a lot of drama and definitely you know i have kind of addictive personality so you know like then i when i did finally start having a girlfriend in high school we just all we did was have sex we just so like rabbits you said you mentioned how your sisters had like um daddy issues is there like is there a mommy issues thing well, I'm definitely a mama's boy. I mean, my mom, you know, she was very much a, you know, a housewife and she was very, you know, kind of like also my friend because everyone else was gone when I was little. Um, so, you know, we were we were kind of I mean, she was very disciplinary and she definitely disciplined me and stuff. She made, you know, it was make a clean up after yourself, help set the table, help make dinner. Yeah, for sure. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, I just didn't deal with all that. And I didn't deal with it until pretty recently. Um, so a lot of my mistakes uh, have been, you know, not not communicating and not dealing with my own problems like most people. So so um, you just decided you needed therapy, or did someone be like, "Hey, you need therapy"? So like, how does that how does that work? So when I was. Uh, this was, you know, when when my um, wife, who will be my my ex wife very soon, um, you know, be divorced or whatever. Um, when we were we were trying to trying to work on things, we started seeing therapists separately and then together. Um, and uh, it was just one of those things where I just what I didn't want to be married. We we just we're not to be married together. We didn't end up having kids. The whole kind of the whole reason why we had talked about getting married was because we wanted to have kids. And uh, you know we had already bought a house together. We were already living together. Um, I felt like we had everything that we needed. And it was like you know for her it was like and I want it to be legitimate. I don't want to like have kids and not be married. I'm like okay, well if that's what I have to do. Oh, so you're saying that you felt like marriage was something that had to happen in order for you both to have kids. That was yeah, already, the way that my wife wanted it. And yeah. did you guys have like a traditional marriage, a traditional wedding? Or no, we had uh, at a at an art gallery oh, okay. in downtown. So yeah. I mean, we put so much weight on the actual marriage, but it's really you're already living together. It's, re- yeah. it's really just um, peace of mind, or yeah. I think the thing is, is like because you weren't you, know, you're, you, you weren't even married in the Catholic Church or no. anything, where it's like which requires like so like yeah. I, I think a, it should be one of those things where you, if you want to have like a domestic partnership or a, a union or whatever. The thing is, is you can have your your tax stuff done. 
properly together. You can plan for when one of you eats it, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, if you've decided this is the person you want to spend your life with, it just to me it should be easier to get out of it. That's the problem with marriage. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, so, uh, well, I mean, a lot of money make a lot of people make a lot of money in marriage and more than in divorce. Sure. I've got a family sure. that has spent millions. Well, in and the government wants you married. I mean, the IRS it helps. They it's you're incentivized. You get tax deductions and all kinds of things for being married. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, that's I mean, that's why for a long time obviously so, so gay people wanted to get that's married. That's why you think they dragged their feet in the divorce process? Uh, or, or just because they don't want people to get divorced that easily? What, oh, I'm sorry. You're saying you? that the government wants you married. Are they? Are you get then, incentives to be married. But are sure. they then helping delay the process of divorce? Well, the process of divorce really is a state by state thing. Okay. You know, it's not the U.S. government doesn't really do anything with it. Um, you just have to file with the state to get married. So you guys, you guys, how did how did you know that your relationship wasn't going to work out? Like, at what point were you just like? Because I've always wondered this in relationships where I'm like. I'm so dumb and blind, like just blind to things. So the, the the way that this went down, and I actually have a story that I'm working on that I've been doing at mics and stuff. Um, you know, we, my, my, before I was married, my wife now, now, but at the time, um, she, her, her grandmother had passed away and got money. And so we didn't know what to do and we were stupid. We thought, oh, the American dream, blah, blah, blah. So we went to buy a house. So we couldn't buy a house house because uh, it's crazy expensive. So we ended up buying a, a unit in a building in downtown. Okay. Um, and then we went through eight years of hell. Um, the building was a giant mess. There were all kinds of crazy neighbors. Um, it was it was really bad. And so essentially, like, and she lost her job. And I lost my focus. She lost her focus. So we spent a lot of time fighting and being, like, completely on separate sides of the world even though we worked together that was also a problem oh you worked together we both worked i was running my my business and she was running her business out of the house so we were oh, with each other all wow. the time that's, that's what not, i worry a lot good. about is spending too much time together it's not good because you you see the stress of the work day and there's no there was oh, no delineation right. of space we, we were in a loft so we were just in one big room together so ever so you have to really be this emotional sort of well, just sponge for each other. That must you, be exhausting. Well, the thing you want to have. I mean, what I'm learning now is, I mean, if you're if you're going to be in that environment, you want to have separate office spaces. You want to have, you know, you are gone for a certain amount of the day, or you know, she's not available for a certain amount of Absolutely. the day. And and you, you know, it's like okay, work hats are off now. Now we're, you know what I mean. And we didn't yeah. do that. So um, she would have fights with her colleagues, and I'd have to listen to it, and then I'd have to be the outlet for her with the frustration. And then you and, steal each other's time. You build resentment. Well, and and the thing is, is um, she was the kind of person that she always with. She's so selfless. She always thought of herself last, and so she's always trying to help everyone else. And in the process, what happens? You you lose yourself. Yeah. You know, and uh, so that's yeah. And when you. You know, my thing was before I realized it, um, you know, she'd be very stressed. She would have a lot going on. So I would feel like, well, I wouldn't want to burn burden her with what's bothering me and the things that are going on in my marriage because that's only going to – or our marriage. That's only going to cause more problems, but it actually does the opposite. It, it puts you further apart, um, and that's essentially what happened is we, we grew apart, and, um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't doing – 
as someone who's you know been doing creative things my whole life, um, I needed I needed to be doing that. And instead, I was in this hellhole and totally focusing on non-important things in my life. And uh, yeah, we we grew apart. And uh, you know, she's she's definitely we're just not. I'm more of a risk taker. I'm more of a laissez-faire attitude about a lot of stuff, and she was not. And you know, at the time, like I thought early on, like that was probably a good thing that we were different, but. I think now it, it seems like it makes sense that, you know, um, we're, we're not together. I mean, we still communicate. We still share our dogs. We have, you know, uh, we, we have two dogs you together. You both live in the same yeah, area? We, well, she, yeah, we lived very close for uh, quite a while until she had to move to the west side for her So, work. So you um, – okay, so now – fast forward to now. Now you're living with Kendra, uh-huh. um, an artist, mm-hmm. uh, cool girl, mm-hmm. met her, super chill. Mm-hmm. And she is she she's also divorced? She is divorced. Yeah. So you're both kind of have the same. You've both had similar uh, on the books issues. I don't know. Sure. You know, personally, if it's the same. Yeah. How do you both? What like what sort of um, uh, path do you guys have where you've both experienced the bad parts of relationships? How does that affect wh- how you guys communicate together? Well, I mean, I, it's one of those things for for me. It's. I, I've looked at, at my marriage, I've looked at my previous relationships, and I've tried to say I don't want to make repeat mistakes. I don't want to um, take you know, our time for granted. Um, I, we do like a weekly check-in where we have a time where we just spend an hour and we talk to each other. And sometimes it's not the best talk, but at least we're you know, scheduling time for each other to be there and be present. Um, How's listening with you guys? Listening? Yeah. I mean, I'm a horrible listener. I'm, you know, um, I, I try as much as I can. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I definitely have like an ADD. She has ADD too. So that, that's definitely a challenge with, yeah. with both of us. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a common feeling I think is, I was, it's funny. We were on a hike yesterday and, um, I take this like energy drink. Mm-hmm. And so Tasha was like, Dave, you've been talking about yourself for the last hour. Oh, I get it. And I was like, and I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, you're right. But also whenever we go on these hikes, I take this crazy energy drink. Mm. That's, you know, it's like a couple coffees, probably more worth of caffeine. Mm. And, um, and I just get like, to me, that's like the Coke that Mm -hmm. sort of like, People, people always joke around Sugar about, high. like, they'll like they'll do coke and then have all these business ideas. Well, I, I'm fucking high as shit. Yeah, weed does that for me. Yeah, yeah. so I'm like, look, I, I think the issue is less that I'm a selfish piece of shit and more that, like, on our free time, when we're doing something athletic, I'm, like, amped as fuck. Yeah. And well, she's just not on the same level as it's, me. It's lighting up your brain. It's lighting up your, your, um, your you know, the creative part of your brain is lighting up the the visual or right. the word part of your brain you know you're talkative um yeah i mean that's what it does for me weed, weed makes me think about things and write and so yeah unless no. i get really stoned and then i just lay there but uh, oh that's oh, man i'm not good with i'm not good with weed i'm still trying to figure out the right dosage i think my buddy's gonna get me a vape pen okay. which i know everyone makes fun of vape i have one but, if you want to try it well so he he i've tried his a few times and it's not strong mm-hmm. and it tells you how big of a hit to take and then that's it mm. and i'm like i need that to wind down after sets yeah i, I come home like amped sometimes yeah. in a good way i don't really yeah. bring home the bad like loud i just kind of bring it home like oh fuck what a waste of 
shit fucking time that was. Like I just, you know what I mean? Like those yeah. nights where you're just like, ugh. Yeah. And usually in most in in both scenarios, Tasha's already passed out. Mm-hmm. So like, she, is she a heavy sleeper? Um, not. Yeah, she's like a medium sleeper. She's not like a light sleeper, but I don't really make much noise when I come home. The dog usually barks and stuff. But yeah, yeah she's we're usually just on complete. Like the fact that she's so right now we're recording this at um you know whatever it is ten ten o'clock ah, it's ten fifteen and uh, at night and she's actually still at a job which is shocking. But I knew she would be tonight. But she's yeah she's usually done by five just because they usually work in a nine to five. Like so she's like a day industry. daytime. You're a nighttime. Yeah, and I don't know if I if I mean to be, but it's just that's what we do. Yeah. But I also get up with her. Like she's I never sleep in. If mm. she has to get up early, I get up early. Ah, so there are times when Kendra I Kendra would love you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she's well, always like, David, when are you gonna get up early? See when are you gonna get up with I me? I feel like a it's dog like, sweetie, that I went to wasn't bed three tra- in the morning. <laughs> that's but that's what I'm saying. I feel like a dog that wasn't trained properly or didn't yeah. train her properly. Yeah. So now it's expected that I get up with her all the time. Like how do you do you guys sleep in the same bed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you sleep in the same bed and she Maybe it's because you've seen our layout, like my living room and bedroom. The whole mm-hmm. thing's like all in one. Yeah. So it's kind of impossible for one person to wake up and not the other person in our scenario. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm usually a pretty good sleeper. We're both pretty good. And, you know, we have a separate like area from the bedroom where she can get dressed and use yeah. the bathroom. So that's so um, important. Yeah. That's that's what we don't have that mm-hmm. we need. It's like the ability to not be on each other's schedule because it wears me thin. I don't know about her. I mean, I don't want to wake her up when I come in at night. I don't normally think I do, mm-hmm. but it's much easier for me to sneak in at night than it is for her to sneak out of bed in the morning. Okay. Like we just live. So yeah. So that's, that's something that needs to change because then by the end of the week, I'm not doing the nine or 10 PM spot because I'm fucking exhausted. Right. Cause I'm up at 7 AM. Sure. I'm literally yeah, 7 AM no. and I'm I supposed to be that. up. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm naturally a night person, but you know, doing mics and stuff, I'm usually up till two or three in the morning. Yeah. So I, I hate to say it, but I love I love every once in a while when she's on the road for work or whatever that I can go do a set late at night and not feel like I'm because what it what it is it's not that I don't want her around. What it is is I, like I hate when I have to wake people up in the morning. I hate bothering people. Mm-hmm. So like some I, I remember like I, like you know I live with my cousin and he was a heavy heavy sleeper and I'd have to wake him up so we wouldn't be late for work and when we were living in Boston together and I hated it because he would never wake up and I feel like I'm bothering him. Mm-hmm. I'd rather him sleep in and get fired than me bother him to wake him up. And that's what it is with Tasha. It's like I don't want to yeah. you know bot- but at the same time it's just like yeah where is then so yeah, so I mean, she understands your schedule which is good. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's like anything. I mean, everyone has their arguments. She, she is, uh, she wants to, she likes, she doesn't like the fact that we're on different schedules. She wants me to, you know, be home more and she wants me to be there, uh, on more of the same schedule. And, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I, I, uh, we schedule things as much as we can and do things together, but I, you know, I'm, I'm always working. I'm working during the day. I'm working at night. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and for me, I think the thing too is like, you know, I've, I've made it pretty clear after being married for so long that like what I, you know, and, and what I didn't realize too, when I, when I was with my wife, uh, you can make your marriage, whatever you want it to be. You know, the issue is you have to talk about it and discuss right. like, what do, what is it for you? You know, and you should, if you're going to think about getting married, you should have that conversation. What does the marriage mean to you? What is the, you know, do you have like four things that are like, these are the most important things that I have to have and make sure that they're probably the same as they are for the other person. You know what I mean? Because if they're not like, as soon as we got married and we weren't having kids, I should have said, hold on, what's going on here? 
Like, was there a conscious decision f- from her not to have kids? Yes. And, yeah. w- and what spurred that? She had uh, issues from childhood with her mother when she was little, um, talking about her younger brother's pregnancy when she was pregnant with her younger brother and how horrible it was. And she didn't realize that she had all these uh, uh, so kind of just under- it. unearthed. And- it, it came out. Yeah. I mean, do you ever wonder if she just didn't want to have kids with you? Or- no, 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 no. So no. she's so neither one of you. Uh, you're just not going to have kids? Uh, I mean, I, I still would like to have kids. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen, but, um, you know, we'll we'll see. Um, you know, I, for me, I it's like everything else. I think there's a financial component to everything. Um, obviously, they say there's never a good time to have a kid. Right. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I'm, you know, I'm just happy. Like, what I've also learned is, you know, you can't, you can't make someone happy. Um, and you don't want to be with someone to make them happy. Um, what right. I'm learning for me is like, I need to be doing the things that I'm doing to make me happy. And Kendra should be doing the things that she's doing. To and make then you herself. just fuel each other with your runoff of happiness. Well, when, when I see her creativeness, when she's doing her art, when she's coming up with these things, it, it energizes me to go write and work on stand up and work. Yeah, on that's scripts great. And, Two artists and, doing their own thing yeah. is, is interesting. Yeah. We support each other that way for sure. Yeah. I could never like, but we the, also fight a lot. So, well, we do too. Yeah. I mean, it's well documented on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well documented, but we fought, we have fought a lot less and we have, um, we, it's, it, the spark of the fight is still there, but not the forest fire. Okay. It still has happened a few times. I mean, I've taken a blow. Okay. Like, 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 yeah, I've taken a fucking slap when I'm like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. What do you do? What is wrong with you? Like, it, it blows my mind to think that like, oh, really? That's, you don't know how to express yourself. Like, that's she like, doesn't. yeah, like I've, like I've learned and I know that sounds so um, loaded for me to say she doesn't know how to express herself. I... Um, am so defensive mm-hmm. over certain things. Yeah, um, take this morning, I'm walking the dog, and I come back inside, and she's complaining that the chair wasn't pushed in the right way. And you know, it's so, but that's how it is. It, it has, it, it, yeah, right. It has to be something like that. Yeah. That it, it has to be a small issue. It's never like, Dave, you're fucked, my friend. Right. What? No, it's never. Well, and it builds up too. It's one of those things where you have a bank. And these things, you know, for her, maybe it was something else and something else. And they're just kind of collecting. Yeah. Along. Or in, in this in this instance, I knew I knew right away where we are now in a relationship. She was getting ready for work. She was stressed. She didn't know what dress she was going to wear. Mm-hmm. The chair was just like, it, the, Dave, the move the fuck. You know what I mean? Like, that's just baloney. It's yeah. banana land to me. But I have to respect what it is and, and call her out, too, and be like, hey, babe, I'll push the chair in. But just say, so you know, like. Like that was the first you had mentioned the chair, and right. she didn't yell. She but she was like, "Babe, the chair!" Like it was one of those like already like, "Babe, this." No, like that's how you get on the third time you tell someone about the chair, right? Not so the like first then time. I just did some dishes, and she's like, "Oh, babe, thank you so much for doing the dishes," and like she was very sweet about that. And I was like, "You're welcome," but this don't do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm working here too. I'm trying to get us both out the door too. Like right. so, it's about it's about knowing that you're both kind of um, on the same team. And, yeah. it, and it makes perfect sense. Why wouldn't you be? But at the same time, we treat those around us like shit sometimes. Well, yeah, you. The thing you're totally right about the team thing. Like for a long time, I still remember like when I was in the in the throes of my my relationship with with my wife, and we were arguing, and she finally was like, "You know, what? I I just realized that we're on the same team. We can be on the same team. It's like yeah, we're supposed to be married. We're supposed to be friends. Like yeah, we're not. You're not supposed to be my enemy. Right? Like what the fuck?" 
Like, but then because it's it's you know, and it's interesting, you know, as comedians, we are lone gunmen. We're oh, yeah. up there on stage by ourselves. We have to set our own schedule. Yep. Sure, we can have friends in the industry and see people, but it really is like that, you know. And then and then. It's it's a lot of time spent either alone or or having to make those things. and then all of a sudden you have somebody who you have to share your schedule with yeah and so like for me it was batshit it's like if I wanted to bail on a mic and go out to someone's birthday that's what I used to do yeah if I bailed on a show and went to some someone's birthday and like to me it would be like well it's the same time spent away but Tasha would be like why didn't you fuck like that's a plan that has yeah. to happen for for our situation now Kendra and I I just will let her know what I'm doing um, and I try to communicate as much as possible um, you know I'm I'm not the best communicator but I'm definitely not it's not a relationship where um, you know I have to account for every place I go or what I'm doing because like I I don't I don't you know we communicate but it's yeah. not I'm not going to lose my mind if she doesn't tell me that she takes you know three stops and goes somewhere else or whatever it's you know it's, yeah exactly yeah same same here where like tasha she just wants to know when our time is together she doesn't yeah. really she knows whatever i'm doing it's all towards the thing she, she you know like i i don't know about you but i used to be super social i don't do that anymore i do i'm social within my stand-up in comedy right and all those things i'm doing but like i can't tell you the last time i went to a bar because it was a buddy's birthday or something yeah it's just like i don't I have I have just filleted my free time down to like like I always want to get up on stage ten times a week uh-huh. and I always get up five or six okay. so I'm never overflowed with like oh geez I've got so much of that done I might as well just relax right and so you know and so and of course my the relationship has to have time so none of that other shit's gonna happen until that's done at home right and um, yeah it's just about. It's about just having just having that conversation. Like, oh, it's gonna be a busy week. Yeah, I think. I mean, for me, I've learned to be more honest with myself to to verbalize what it is that I want relationship wise or whatever's going on, um, and also learning like a lot of times women just want to be heard. Like, I my attitude is always like when someone tells me there's a problem, I always want to fix it. I always want to like. Okay, tell me about the problem, and then I want to analyze it and break it down and figure out how to come to a, a fix. And a lot of times, you know, they don't necessarily want to fix something. They just want to hear you. They just want you to hear them vent and be angry and be upset yeah, so and frustrated. To say that, and you just have to sit there and you just have to listen and you have to go. I understand. I'm. I've. I've felt the same way or whatever. And you know, like, I'm on board with me. you. I'm on board with you in theory. Mm-hmm. And that that makes perfect sense. I don't know if I actually act on it that way, where I just listen to her. You just have we just want to fix things. It's so you counterintuitive. You have to, you know, you have to catch yourself. It, I mean, it's a practice. Well, why don't they want our help fixing it? Why do they just want to bitch? I mean, that's what we call Every, it, right? I mean, everybody wants to bitch. It's I don't know. I, I just know that. I mean, ultimately, you can either be right or you can be in a relationship, <laughs> but you that's can't it. be both. It yeah. Doesn't work. Yeah, and that's an ego thing. And oh boy, I've thrown that We're out. We're extremely competitive. You know, Both of my, us, we want to win. My, my all thing, the time. though, in even from the beginning, sure, like there are fights I want to win, but I'll I'll I, I'll be the first one to apologize. I'll be the first one to be like, it's not important. And if you say that this happened, uh, I'm not gonna, like I'll never discount her feelings. Mm-hmm. If like uh, like if if you if if I'm you know if she. F- got so offended by something i did i'm not gonna be like babe don't be offended i didn't do it I'm like oh, i could see how i will always 
see her side a bit, maybe not right away, but yeah. enough so to like prevent that like crazy fight where it's like you did this to me and like this whole victim is victimization. Thing. Yeah, because I think we 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 in relationships, it's a battle for who's more offended. Sure. That's what that's what it is sure. in society. But you don't just you can't you're not married to society. In society, it's like, you've offended me. I'm offended on behalf of the tribal nation of those so and so. They're right. called Inuits, not Eskimos. It's like, bro, what the fuck? Right, right. You know. But in relationships, it's like, okay, I can, I can help you. That helps me because in the end, I want to be happy. Yeah. And how am I? I'm not happy if my girlfriend's not happy. Well, if you care for them and you love them, then you want to see them do well and and feel good and and you know support them. And I mean, for for us, it's just one of those things where we um, we definitely have have our moments. I you know I'm I'm definitely bad about you know not you know. It's she has a unique background. Let's just put it that way in terms of experiences growing up. So a lot of times there are things that will happen that to her may seem like I'm trying to do something a different way because of the way she's grown up. Yeah. Um, with she's she's had a lot of abuse in her life, and so um, you know it's it's hard when you you're hardwired from such a young age to like see things, you know, when I'm not trying to be that way, um, or, um, I'm not trying to come off in a certain way, but she's triggered it triggers. to do that. Absolutely. And then I have to readjust and go, okay, now how do I get out? And of sometimes this? they don't even know that they're being triggered. They're just feeling their gut feelings. Yeah. And no, yeah. I mean, I had my mom actually tell me once that I reminded her of her father and he was an alcoholic mm. uh, loser, <laughs> and in a in a fight I had with my mom, she was like, she, "But it's like so." As a comic, made a joke about this. It's like, yeah, I I'm you're the DNA of those that you hate. Like my mom, my you know, mm-hmm. like I look like my father, who mm-hmm. my mom left when she was pregnant with me. Oh, wow. Sorry, I look like that guy. You right. created it's me. A, it's a daily reminder, and I want to apologize for it. But yeah. at the same time, my mom, she's she's got her own issues, but she's she is a nice lady. But she's working through her issues, which is always good to see someone that's working through their problems. Yeah. Uh, with my relationship, on the other hand, Tasha's finally realizing I think some post traumatic stress, mm. and that's a term that makes sense. It's it makes you know my my father had PTSD from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. That's a complete different thing. You're you're getting blown. Your 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 comrades are getting blown to pieces and shit like that. Yeah. That's but also as a woman, we don't understand them being like pinned down or pinned against a wall or sure. or followed in an alley. We don't understand sure. their their the fear they feel because we don't have that. Right. We, we just don't have that. Yeah. And well, you haven't had those experiences for sure. And yeah. and just as men, even if we've had some, some, we've just never had that that um, that, that that victimization and, and 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 all that. So yeah, you so can f- empathize, but ultimately, you're we're not women. We're never going to know what it's exactly like to be a woman. And I, you know, and, and exactly. And I've been, you know, we're not big guys, but we're still, you know, you can punch something. You can do, you know, do some damage. You sure. can punch out a window. But I don't see myself that way. I see myself as as five year old me. I see myself building Legos in a closet. Right. That's just who I see myself as. Right. Not and not like vein pulsating in a fight, Dave. Who might look like the guy that you know was either verbally or mentally or physically abusive so like it's crazy but we talk about the baggage that we carry from past relationships it's not right for for our significant other to feel 
that we are like someone that they hate, their sure. ex or whatever, that they fear. Sure, but sure. at the same instance, we are the person who's close to them. So we're touching a part of their like heart that that they've let someone touch before that that then either turned on them in some way. So it's it's very interesting. Yeah. And I do empathize, but I also I just never really saw myself as like a guy that could even trigger my own girlfriend in that way. Mm-hmm. And and um, yeah, it can happen. She's told me I'm like the second neediest guy to this dude who turned out to be kind of a psycho. Mm-hmm. And um, and I don't. Yeah, with with uh, Callie, um, she she her growing up, her stepfather was a Vietnam vet who he would be on all kinds of drugs. And if a helicopter was flying over the house late at night, he would have a total freak out and yeah. run around the house like ape shit and throw you know pumpkins through the sliding glass doors and. That was, you know, and she's the kind of person that she would just retreat, you know, go inwards. And she was the one that, you know, at sixth grade was telling them, could you turn the music down from the party with, you know, the Hells Angels? Like her her family had, you know, Hells Angels people in her house. And she was like trying to study for the test the next day. You know what I mean? That was her. So she had just complete like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and everyone's got a unique sort of imprint. She had to be the parent. Interesting. To these to these adults. Yeah, and and they carry that burden and it's and it's it's um it's something that that I'm in awe of because I I you respect people for that, but it's also like it's okay to just tell them like look, you don't have to take on the world's problems. Yeah. You don't have to. Like well, Tasha sometimes it's balance. It's, it's I have to get her off of her Facebook. Yeah. I always joke around. You look I'm at addicted look at my Facebook or comedian's Facebook, it's all like bullshit. We're making fun of things. We're mm-hmm. it's a political, but it's also just like it's like a comics take. Her whole Facebook is like real serious shit that's mm. fucking up the world. And I'm like, babe, yeah. we, I get it. But like, I get it. The pipeline's ready to have oil. <laughs> they banned everyone. Yeah. They're spraying them with the water. Uh-huh. Oh, man. But, oh, but we're no good to them if we're going to like take on all of the yeah. stress of that. It's, it's learning to balance it. <laughs> um, yeah, between the social media and – the news cycle being 24 hours, and it's really more than 24 hours now. Um, and then you've got this president who can't shut up on Twitter. You know, I mean, yeah. all of it, and it's specifically designed. I mean, that's, you know, we're, what we're doing is we're focusing on the tweets while, you know, they're passing all this legislation that's just rolling through and rolling through. undoing everything that, you know, <laughs> you know, you would think. Uh, he he uh, named his health bill like the greatest health plan of 2017 or something like so that. So it's the American Health Care Act. That's how original it is. Oh, is that what it's actually called? Mm-hmm. Someone said- the Affordable Care Act, which is Obamacare, and now the one that they're going to try to ram through uh, is called the American Health Care Act. Oh, boy. Yeah. Because there's nothing more American than the American Health Care Act. You know? America. Uh, yeah, Mer- oh, America Health Care. It's got America. It's got America flag on it. America uh, Health Care. Yes. Yeah. That's how dumb we are. Yeah. Well, it couldn't come up with something more original. Oh, yeah. boy. It's just – it's an interesting time we live in. But um, we got to do like a double date or something. We yeah. got to hang out because I don't Absolutely. think Ta- Tasha is big into art. She studied fashion design and oh, cool. and uh, d- uh, used to do a ton of art. And um, I don't think she's met Kendra. Um, I mean, she maybe at a she's show. been at the show at the at house. Show. So Tasha, I think, was Tasha at mm-hmm. my house show? Maybe yeah, all at first. Yeah, yeah, the first night. Yeah, are you? Uh, how's I that? So, um, we have, dude, we're actually over an hour already. So we got to get oh, out of here. It yeah. flies by. How can people find you and your show? Your sure. social media. So, um, 
my name is Dave Serwonka, D-A-V-E-C-E-R-W-O-N-K-A. Uh, you can find me at Instagram at, at Dave Serwonka. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Serwonka. Um, and if you want to find me on Facebook and say hi, um, I do a backyard show the third Friday of every month. It's a stand-up comedy show. It's called Human Resources Comedy. Totally fun show. I did it. I think your first, your yeah, first show, first. and then re- more recently during a, um, it was a wet rainy or something. So you did it in your living room. Mm-hmm. If anyone lives in Los Angeles, this is a great. <laughs> oh, it's a cool thing. You got a backyard stage. You're hanging out. We have a uh, grill. We grill up some hot dogs. There's a dog. There's a dog or two in the audience. It's a fun time. It's mm-hmm. good. So um, everyone, go support Dave. Check him out. Um, I don't even know what else. I don't know what to promote on my end. Keep following me. We've had a lot of fun people um, have been following us on Instagram. Uh, so Sex Actually Pod on Instagram. If anyone has any questions they want um, us uneducated um, sexperts to answer, sexactuallypodcast.gmail.com. Keep rating, reviewing. We're at 157. Let's round that up to 160. Five-star reviews. Um, search Sex Actually in your iTunes app. If you have an, I- if you have an iPhone... Um, and you if, say you listen to this on TuneIn, who cares, right? SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Laugh, whatever the app is you use to listen to it. I need you to go to the iTunes app, that little purple icon on your iPhone. Um, it's a purple podcast app. Sorry, not iTunes, a podcast app. Click the search button, type in sex actually, even if you're already su- subscribed, then go to the icon, click on it. It says reviews, click that, click write a review. I know that sounds a little complicated, but figure it out. Write us a review, five star. It helps the searchability. It helps more people find it. It helps put us in the new and noteworthy. Um, if you've listened, here's my pledge to you. If you've listened to over five episodes, that's five hours you've listened for free. Just go over there and help us out. We've got 157 um, reviews. But again, if we're getting 1,500 uh, unique listeners per episode, um, where are you guys? Let's go. Share with your friends. And um, anyway, that's I love to end on a, just a rant. <laughs> I'm like their teacher. You're not doing your homework. Do this now. I know they're out there. We got some really cool people out there. They're all over the place, and they all have such cool stories. Whenever they write in with their stories, it's so cool. So that's all we do. We share ours. So in, to wrap up, Dave, you you, um, you lost your virginity to a girl who stalked you on a lacrosse field, <laughs> yeah. uh, which I'm sure was more romantic than that. And then um, you're uh, able to be married. You're, you're closing up a marriage, and you're uh, living with a cool chick now. So. That's that sounds like a that sounds like a full life cycle to me right there. Yeah. Um, for everyone who's listening, thank you guys so much for being a part of the family. Uh, this is our Friday episode. This comes out Thursday tomorrow night, and uh, yeah, tomorrow night. So for Friday, so everyone have a great weekend. Bye guys. Bye bye. bye.